Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This episode has been recorded on Tuesday the 5th of April at around 9 o'clock. After my discussions with both Park Woolley from the Irish Whale and Dolphin Group and Sean Pierce from Shearwater Sea Kayaking, the theme of Hoth and its wonderful headland was a prominent feature. It seemed only natural to talk about this wonderful fishing village located on the north shores of Dublin Bay where I spent some Sundays as a young boy walking Hoth Head with my family or even in later life enjoying what the harbour had to offer. Hoth in Irish is called Bin Eider, which translates to Eider's Peak. The village of Hoth lies on the Hoth Head Peninsula. The region of Hoth also includes Ireland's Eye. Hoth was a settlement since prehistoric times and became a fishing village and trading port from the 14th century. Prior to this, in the 11th century, Brian Baru defeated the Norse in 1014 and the surviving Norsemen fled to Hoth to regroup before being defeated in the mid-11th century in Fingal, North County, Dublin. Hoth then fell to Anglo-Norman power in 1177, headed by Sir Amory Tristram and Sir John de Courcy. The takeover of Hoth was signified by a battle on the east side of Hoth, near the Bailey Lighthouse. Sir Amory secured the lordship of Hoth from this victory and his relatives are in possession of this lordship to this day. The harbour in Hoth was not built until the 19th century, with health and duty collection officials supervising from Dublin. During this time, Hoth was also selected to be the port for the mail services in 1807. However, due to silting, a lot of money was used to dredge Hoth, and therefore the service was relocated to Dunleary on the south side of Dublin in 1809. In 1914, Erskine Childers landed rifles at Hoth for the Irish Volunteers in preparation for the Easter Rising of 1916 and the War of Independence. In more modern times, the harbour was developed by the Office of Public Works in the late 20th century. Fishing and leisure areas were formed as well as the construction of a lifeboat house. The Ornelai Lifeboat Services and the Irish Coast Guard operate out of Hoth Village today. Hoth also has natural features such as the peaks on the headland, of which the highest is Black Lynn. There is also a peat bog located near Shilmartin called the Bog of Frogs. The peninsula itself also has three running streams, including the Bloody Stream, which runs through the Hoth Domain. There is a restaurant called the Bloody Stream, also located on the entrance to the Hoth Dart Station. On the southeast of Hoth Head lies the the Bailey Lighthouse, which dates back to the late 17th century. The Bailey Lighthouse view can be accessed by walking the Hoth Head Walk, or Clifftop Walk, or driving up to the car park at the Hoth Summit before walking down towards the views. Another lighthouse in Hoth lies on the east pier of Hoth Harbour called the Hoth Harbour Lighthouse which can be accessed by foot along the pier walk. 
The first church to be built on Hoth was built by King Citric of Dublin in 1042. Today there is a restaurant, a high-end seafood restaurant called the King Citric, which is located at the foot of the Hoth cliff top and overlooks the Irish Sea at Balscadden Beach. Hoth is a prominent area in the Irish fishing industry, with processing performed in the harbour area. There is a state fisheries centre, including an ice-making plant and a dry dock. Hoth is quite commercial with its seafood restaurants, fish and chip takeaways, newsagents selling coffee and ice cream, bars and pubs. When eating fish and chips, watch out for those gulls. The village also has a post office and GA club, Benadar, which is the cornerstone of any rural village in Ireland. Yet, this is a characteristic of this North Dublin fishing village. Deer Park, as I had mentioned, is home to an excellent bar and a golf course, with a novel foot golf uh, course. Deer Park Hotel ceased operating in 2014 leaving the nearest operational hotel to Hoth as the Marine Hotel, located two and a half kilometres away at Sutton Cross, with its magical views of Dublin Bay and Sutton Creek, where a channel of seawater enters between the south end of Hoth Head and the north end of the North Bull Island. One can see a seal colony at the creek here. Hoth is also a favourite spot for bird watching, sailing and angling. Birds that can be seen from Hoth include the Fulmar, the Razorbill, Guillemots, Cormorants, Swallows, Peregrine Falcons and Kestrels. Other animals that can be seen in Hoth are the resident seal population which frequent Hoth Harbour and beg passers-by for fish. Other marine species that can be seen regularly from Hoth Head in particular is the harbour porpoise. One should log on to iwdg.ie and see the excellent snaps taken by Dave O'Connor who runs Greyhound Adventures and is a good local historian and guide. Other marine species include occasional minke whales which mark Hoth Head as one of the top whale watching spots on the east coast of Ireland. Another activity which can be enjoyed is seawater sea kayaking with Shearwater Sea Kayaking, which operates from Hoth's West Pier. Sean and Eileen run this kayaking school and typically run tri-sea kayaking half days and full day courses, with beginner drills taking place inside the harbour walls before a small expedition to Sutton Beach, before looping back around the harbour up to Hoth Head. When conditions are good, or if you are a competent kayaker, Shannon Island can take you up out to Ireland's Eye to see some amazing nature, including guillemots, razorbills, and more seals. Ireland's Eye lies one kilometre north of Hoth Harbour. The name derives from the Norse who used the word eye as a translation for island, hence Ireland's Island became known as Ireland's Eye. To get to this island, there are seasonal boat operators who take day trippers and one hour trips to circumnavigate the island 
while the operator gives local history lessons to the crew. The sea here is typically green in colour. The island itself is formed from quartzite and sandstone. I spoke to Sean Nately and he advises that there has been puffins uh, spotted on Ireland's eye and these typically arrive around March. The island is home to two species of seal, the harbour seal and the grey seal. Grey seals are typically lighter in colour along their bellies and are found more out to sea than their harbour seal cousins. There is estimated to be about 270 to 350 grey seals in Ireland's eye alone and they can be seen in the water, sunbathing on the rocks or in sea caves. On the island itself, mammals such as rabbit and brown rats can be found. Ireland's Eye also has a Martello Tower which were used as lookout spots by the British Army during the, during the Napoleon years. This Martello Tower is the largest in the North Dublin region and was armed with 24 pound cannons. Ireland's Eye is a special area of conservation and protection with its sea stacks most notable on these called the Steer at the northwest corner and grassy islet called the Tulla. Ireland's Eye also boasts sea caves and a sandy beach called Carrageen Bay on the southwest shore. The highest point on Ireland's Eye is about 69 metres. The body of water is disproportionate on, on the east side and the west, with the west of the island being at sea level while the level of the water is tens of metres on the east side. The east side comprises of intertidal and subtidal reefs, while the terrestrial habitat comprises of grasslands and marshes. The island was most noticeably inhabited by religious people over its 1400 years, but the most famous of these inhabitants was William and Sarah Kerwin. Sarah drowned on the island in 1852 and she was found in the Long Hole Beach, where she would swim. There was no suspicion of foul play in the initial weeks after her death, but her body was since exhumed and William went on trial and was defended by Isaac Butt. William was convicted of murder, however people would have argued that Sarah had died after drowning after a fit. So that's it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, I know this was a brief research topic, uh, but I hope you enjoyed the episode and found it informative, if not inspiring, to go to Hoth, if you've never been. Hoth is a wonderful, if yet underrated, landmark in Dublin, with plenty to offer for families, couples and young people who wish to embark on some adventures. Hoth is what you make it holds many special memories for me both in childhood and adulthood. I do hope to be back with more discussion topics but it can be enjoyable to do some research and talk about places that are of interest on your doorstep. So for me, until next time, Slán August Banacht.